2: hey guys hey yeah what type of markets do dogs avoid oh i don't know what flea markets
0: <laughs> 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 bork, bork, hello. bork bork hello welcome back to the flea and papa podcast thank you for tuning in i'm Melanie. Yes, you are. <laughs> that over there is Taylor. I'm Taylor, hello. And today we have with us a very special guest. We have Justin Palazzo-Or.
1: It's nice to be here.
2: Yay. Thank you for coming. Yeah.
0: My this is so cool. Justin, would you like to very quickly introduce who you are?
1: Sure. Uh, my name is Justin Palazzo-Or. I go by Pet Coach and mm-hmm. I've been working in the animal behavior and training industry for a 11 years wow. now. Holy moly. Yeah. That's a long time. So I started working at RSPCA Queensland and then moved into doing my own business and then I've moved into working for an organisation called Happy Paws, Happy Hearts.
2: Oh, cool. Yeah. How cool. So lovely. That is awesome. So we're going to start off today like we normally do with a story. I think you have the story today. Mom, I do have a story.
0: Would you believe? Um, I have 22 stories. Well, so, ooh, would you, well would you would you believe i
2: 100 bu- percent believe you but i don't know that we have time for <laughs> well no stories.
0: um i have you know just the the peak of social media a buzzfeed article oh i
2: oh, love a excellent. bit of buzzfeed uh-huh. what have you got uh
0: so buzzfeed asked the members of the buzzfeed community it's quite elite uh to tell us the worst thing their dog has done and by worst thing, Uh-oh. we mean hilarious things. <laughs> oh, so good. And here are the unintentionally hilarious results. Yes. One morning, my crazy basset hound got out of the house, ran across the street, and peed on a little girl's backpack while she was oh. waiting for the bus. <laughs> Sorry, that's, little girl. That's, that's such a
2: terrible to way to start your day, though. <laughs>
0: happy first day of school have this peed on backpack i'm just
2: imagining like i'm seven i have a cool backpack and i'm like woohoo i'm finally going to school all by myself go get on the bus
0: and that's what happens and that's it that's, all, sorry. <laughs> that's the first Yay. oh this is bizarre okay my dog ate some wild turkey poop then jumped in my lap and licked my face Ew. as i was telling him to get down it gets worse he stuck his tongue in my mouth. Oh, <laughs>
1: gross.
0: My other dog carried a turd in through the dog door. <laughs> yeah. It's just a poopy day for those dogs. Oh, my God.
2: I, Please tell me these are not all waste related. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, I did start with pee, last, didn't I? I'm going to
0: try and find one that is unrelated to excrement. That'd be great. Oh, <laughs> maybe we have a special fourth guest today. We do. We do have some little secret guests with us today. (laughs) Justin has brought his very adorable tiny humans. Um, Here's one submitted by someone called Amelia Ridley, which is just a great name. I thought I would mention it. I didn't mention anyone else's names, but this one is, I let my Labrador come outside with me when I was taking the bins out one morning. I let him go for a wander thinking he was just going to pee on the telegraph pole at the end of our driveway. Telegraph pole. I've never heard anyone say telegraph pole in our generation. But anyway, (laughs) like he always does. Instead, he saw his opportunity and seized it. He kept walking past the telegraph pole, past the border of our property, up the neighbor's driveway. Oh, no. Through the dog flap in the side door, (laughs) right up to the table where my neighbor was eating his breakfast. (gasps) And we were talking about bacon last episode. He ate the bacon off his plate. Oh, Oh, no. This dog just walked into someone else's house and was like, I'm here. I see you're eating bacon. You know what? I'm eating bacon now. (laughs) Did I tell you? Zola. I did that once. Zola ate. Your bacon?
2: She got so from our house. There's a house across the street and they had their garage door up because they were doing renovations. Yeah. So Zola came out our door, went across the street, went in (laughs) through the garage door, in the door. She was there for like a good 20 minutes. Like I couldn't find her anywhere. She's there for like a good 20 minutes. And when I finally went over and I was like, I'm so sorry, is my dog here? The owners were like, Oh, yeah. We thought we thought he was the builders. And the builder was like, (laughs) It's not my dog, it's your dog. They were like, no. And I was like, nope, that's mine. I'm just going to, I'm just going to take, thank you. Sorry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Zola. they were like, oh, we thought the
2: builder just like brought his dog with him today. And we were like, I was like, oh no, that's, that's mine. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> oh, so naughty.
2: Zola. Oh my god. I'm going to look for
0: one more, but I can't, I'm trying, I'm genuinely trying to find one that has no relation to poop and or pee. I appreciate that. Um,
1: this one's really my-
0: sweet. And I don't know if I've mentioned this story before, but let's, let's see how we Do go. anyway. My black lab used to get into all sorts of trouble. She unwrapped all of the Christmas presents on Christmas Eve, even though there was no food under the tree. We woke up to find soggy bits of wrapping paper all over the house. Oh no! They were like, "Yay, Christmas <laughs> presents!" and just assumed it was on the twenty fourth.
2: We used uh, to have to do that because if we ever like, we used to buy my dad like fudge for Christmas, oh. and we found out after a couple of years that we couldn't we couldn't put it under the tree anymore. We had to save it and then bring it out like yeah, fair. Christmas morning because
0: <laughs> the dogs would get to it. Because the dogs would be like, "Oh, what's this?" Unless one you started? used like a little. A pen, a pen around the tree, a Christmas pen, if you will. <laughs> no, but then it looks funny, <laughs> doesn't it? It Looks yeah. a bit weird unless you paint it. That would be nice. Unless you wrap it yourself. You wrap a Christmas fence, sure, to make it Christmassy. So doesn't, yeah,
2: yeah, doesn't everyone?
0: Yeah, right. A Christmas <laughs> fence. Taylor, what do you do with your Christmas fence? I don't have a Christmas fence. Oh no, well, we, we need, need to get you on that. This. Um, my, oh my old dog Lucky, he was a dachshund, uh, dachshund mix, like this stocky little dude who was also deaf. Um, but like such a character, he interrupted one of our Easter egg hunts when my brother and I were a lot younger, um, by unwrapping all the Easter eggs and trying to snuffle them all down. Oh, oh. but I'm just so impressed because he was such a dork, not the brightest pup in the litter and just unwrapped every egg. We took him to the vet and he was fine just for the record. Um, but I'm just so impressed that he could unwrap every egg. Yeah. Uh, yep, that's it. I'm just impressed. The end. That's I'm just, right. just impressed. The end. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yep. Yep. That's me. Do you have any more great dog breeds for us, Taylor? I just do.
2: Please <laughs> We're gonna tell do, I found – I actually Googled obscure dog breeds because – Love it. Um, we've been doing some, some well-known ones, which is good, but also I want to do something a bit random. So I found the Bergamasco Sheepdog.
0: Sorry, wow. one more time. <laughs> Zero response. <laughs> <laughs> Zero response.
2: Bergamasco sheepdog.
0: Bergamasco.
2: I probably am butchering that name.
1: Bergamasco.
2: Bergamasco. You're, yes, something. you're 100% right because I believe it is Italian.
1: Bergamasco. Ah, Bergamasco.
2: You got it. Yeah. Um, independent, sociable, and intelligent. Adorable. What do you think of this dog? Is it cute? Oh no! <laughs> Small human says no. You, Sebastian, you're the 100% right though, because they rank 187 out of 193 in the AKC breed popularity. Oh, yeah. rude. So they're not I think very they're popular. I've never met one,
1: but well, I those, think they're great. Those dreads are really hard to deal
2: they with. They are really hard. They True. do have yeah. um kind of, not all of them, but quite a few of them have like quite a dreadlocky coat. So we've talked about pulleys before. Yes, pulleys. Similar to kind of a pulley, but. Kind of a lot sh- like flatter. They're not quite as curly. Yeah. They're much like straighter with their dreadlocks. Um, so they get to be pretty big. You think he's yuck? Oh. Yeah. oh.
0: Yuck. He looks oh, like a yak.
3: like.
2: <laughs> you <laughs> might know this breed
0: as being yak like. Yak
2: like. That's a
0: good point. Good observation. Tell us about him.
2: Um, they're part of the herding group. Mm hmm. And their life expectancy is about thirteen to fifteen years. They're Are they a big
0: dog? Yeah, that's a lot for a big dog.
2: Yeah, uh, pretty big. I mean, this is in American, so I'm having trouble converting. But they get to seventy to eighty-four pounds as a male, fifty-seven to seventy-one as a female. So sure, like, I'll what's, take it. Seventy pounds in kilograms. I should have prepared this earlier, but I didn't. <laughs> it's about thirty-one kilos. Right. So it's no, by no, ooh, it's by no means a small dog. No. Um, pretty pretty big. Beneath the um, beneath the coat is a large, muscular shepherd dog of ancient pedigree. Um, but the coat is really the the breed's hallmark, so th- um, that's how people recognize them. Yeah, it has a hair of three different textures that form naturally occurring loose mats or flocks. Ah. So what we you know sure, yeah. casually refer to as a dreadlock. Yeah. Um, Covering the body and legs, the flocks provide protection from the fierce cold and wild predators of the Italian Alps, ah, which is where gotcha. they're originally from. Cool. So I, where was I reading it? The plural of bergamasco was like bergamaschi or something. What funky. do you reckon, Justin?
1: I think if it, it's Italian and it ends with an O, plural probably ends in an I.
2: I, there you go. Bergamaschi. I'm c I did read it somewhere, but now I can't remember what it is. Um, They're bright, (laughs) loyal, loving, and trainable with a dash of mountain dog independence.
0: Oh, it's just a dash.
2: Just a
1: dash. (laughs) You don't want too much mountain dog independence. You don't want too much.
2: Exactly. (laughs) Otherwise, (laughs) off they go. Um, They take to watching over loved ones with a serene vigilance. Love it. Wary of strangers until properly introduced. They are aggressive only as a last resort. Fair. Which is kind of nice. They're not like snappy Mm. dogs. Um, So they do... Grooming is... They say that the, the coat of an adult burger is basically maintenance free. Wow. Which is not what you'd expect. But it's so the three types of hair that I mentioned before are called dog, goat, and wool. The goat and wool hairs don't start to appear until the dog is one year old. And when they oh. do, the coat must be ripped into mats, a process that can take a few hours or a few evenings. But once it's done, it's done. Right. Then the felt-like mats grow over the course of a dog's life, reaching the ground at approximately six years of age.
0: Right. Do you reckon they're also hy- hypoallergenic, the dreads?
2: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't I know the know. answer to that. You could g- okay, do, a, I'm quick gonna do a quick Google. I'm um, going to do a quick Google. They are the herding group, like I said before. Bergamasco's have extremely long upper eyelashes to keep <laughs> the curtain of hair that falls from their forehead out of their eyes. <laughs> So the curtain of hair is to protect the Bergamasco's eyes from snow blindness because ah. they're up in the Italian Alps. And Isn't they're that cute? Real pretty. <laughs> they are really pretty. <laughs> um, they're very sociable, developing independent relationships with each person in the household mm-hmm. and relates to them in an individualised way. So you know how you get some dogs and no matter who walks through the door, they're like, oh, my God, hi, hi, yeah. hi. I'm really happy to see you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Bergamasco will form an individual relationship with each person oh. and they'll have a unique way of interacting with that person which is pretty sweet clever boys they're really cute um they come in black and gray and they can have sort of black patches as well but they don't really color much more than that right if that makes sense sure Oh, I just clicked the puppy tab. <laughs> they're oh. so cute. So when they're puppies, they're, that that oh, like matte-like tail hasn't quite formed yet. So they're just real fluffy and they're just kind of like poof. They, they look, look like, like a
0: Maltese or like Yeah, a- they
2: do. Or they look like they've been attacked by like a hairdryer. They're like, whew. <laughs> but they've still got that kind of like um, the little fringe over their eyes. So yeah. they're just kind of like,
0: hello. They look like they have really thick <laughs> they're eyebrows. They're so
1: cute. They kind of look the like puppies. a schnoodle.
2: Yeah, yes. yeah, a little schnoodle. Yeah, totally. They're so cute. They are not that schnoodles so
1: are an cute. official breed.
2: Are they not?
0: Are they not?
1: I don't believe so.
0: AKC, hit us <laughs> up. There you go.
1: AKC please. So that's his schnauzer poodle help. Cross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people yeah, yeah. Will usually get, Oh, it's a Schnoodle, it's not a real breed and blah 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 blah. All right.
0: Now I'm offended for the Schnoodles.
1: <laughs> all the oodles. Poor schno- all the oodles. <laughs> all the oodles. They <laughs> so get a bad poodles. rap, all the oodles.
2: Had it. Um Yeah, so that's your Bergamasco. I love it. They're pretty cool. I think they're pretty agreeable in general, just so long as you're willing to do all of the regular dog care things, take care of them, groom them, them. pretty much everything. They're not going to need anything super special, but Mm. they're not just like – you can't just leave them in a corner either, but that's Uh, a dog.
0: (laughs) Yes. You're not wrong. (laughs) But they're really cute. I haven't I don't know that I've seen one in Australia. I don't think I've ever seen one. I wonder if we have have you ever run into one?
1: I have at a distance. No way. (laughs) Yeah, Doctor. Yeah in Australia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's not many of them. Yeah, I can't imagine they're
0: super
2: popular. Same
1: with poolies. You don't see a lot of poolies. No, no, you don't. No, not at all. But
2: also I imagine that coat is probably a bit heavy for our climate in queensland yeah 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 it's probably Too a warm. bit hot for us we are it's not heavy coat we are not alps by any <laughs> no, <laughs> we are of the not imagination.
0: italian mountains
2: so there you go that's i had never heard of that breed until just recently no, so thank you Bergamasco sheepdog.
0: sheep dog hit us up on Don't our socials dog. if you, if you own have one a send us pictures so cool. we need dog we pictures. Need pictures dear every listener please send us <laughs> all of your dog pictures the end with love floof and papa Podcasts. <laughs>
2: Thank you for listening. Goodbye.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But no, wait, we're still here. (laughs) Don't go. Don't turn us off. Um, We're actually going to ask Justin a few questions. Awesome. And we're starting with a question from our very own Miranda. Hi. Hi, Miranda. Miranda. It feels weird that we didn't (laughs) say hi to you before.
2: like why you've just suddenly like popped up from the audience
3: um i i am in the studio audience today studio audience yes. love it correct um so i have a question for um the training expert on the panel so which one of them would
2: uh,
1: that, that would, would be, that, be Justin. oh that's me oh hi, yeah. hi <laughs> how can i help
3: listeners might already be aware um i i have a rescue dog which is my dog Mm -hmm. and more recently um we've got we being my mother and i have got another rescue dog she came to us as a seven year old who had been Mm -hmm. um breeding stock on a puppy farm Uh so she has horrible like just no socialization yeah um loves other dogs not too keen on humans okay uh she's a Chinese Crested, which, yeah. are, uh, which we have talked about. Yeah, we have we talked have. about. Cool. Lovely. And one of the things about the Chinese Crested that we talked about was they're the type of dog breed who tends to bond very strongly with one person mm. uh, to the exclusion of all others. Mm. So in this case, the one person is my mother and I am the exclusion of all others. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> so she's been with us almost a year now. Okay. But I still oh, have not wow, been that able to kick, didn't it? Yeah. Oh my goodness. Um I've not been able to bond with her okay. at all. She still barks at me a lot. Aww. She won't let me touch her or pick her up.
1: Mm. So, so my first question uh, is how is she fed? Ooh. What is the method of getting nutrients into her body?
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Through the mouth. <laughs> Hopefully, to start with. <laughs> the one thing that she will take from me is food. She's very food-driven. Excellent. Uh, but we do free feed our dog. Mm-hmm. So there's no, a bowl just, of biscuit.
1: Just before we go any further, I don't know if you can see it uh, hovering over my head. It's a bit <laughs> hard on a podcast to see the sign that's hovering over my head, but it says judgment doesn't live here. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not going to judge you on oh, anything that you're doing so, so far.
3: I have been previously judged on free feeding. But that free
2: feeding being...
3: Just having you food biscuits available at any time. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Uh, the other method is to essentially make dogs work for it. Yep. All the time. Yeah, yes. <laughs> so mm. they never have it available, available. without effort. Yeah. So um uh yeah. So we have biscuits out all the day uh-huh. all through the day. We feed both our dogs at night mm-hmm. in separately. Mm-hmm. Um, because otherwise Zambi just eats all of weeks <laughs> food. very food driven.
1: <laughs> so uh I'm not going to judge about how she's being fed. However, I do, <laughs> however, I do, I however. do recommend uh, using that valuable resource to your advantage. Like with any new relationship, it's the dating process is really mm-hmm. important. So we need to be whining and dining. So <laughs> ways that you can be doing that is uh, so get her day's worth of food, put it in a jar and that's her food for the day. And then you and her can just chill out and have breakfast together. And Aww. if she's Ooh, you, you do make kind of sexy, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in an unsexy kind of way,
1: uh, <laughs> don't have sexy breakfast with your dog. It's not okay. You
3: can love your dogs, but don't, <laughs> don't love and your there's dogs. The title of our episode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, now, when she does take food from you, usually, does she kind of snatch it and then run away? or does she? Yeah, okay. So, again, the analogy that I tend to use in these sorts of situations is, for example, with a human, if I was to hold a $2 coin in one hand and a knife in the other hand, you might think, hmm, I want that $2, but the knife's kind of scary. So you might just snatch that $2 and run away to stay away from the scary knife. Mm. So if she perceives you as a potential scary thing,
3: I am a giant knife.
1: You're a giant yeah. knife. <laughs> then uh, what we want to do is, again, that going back to dating thing, you don't want to you know, be too desperate. You want to play <laughs> oh a little bit hard to get. <laughs> <Me>? <laughs> too real. You, <laughs> and you want to just you know, be there and just toss a little piece of food away from you. So, what people mm. tend to do, I think that make uh, a big mistake that a lot of people make when they're trying to get dogs to love them is they like Draw eat, them in. eat out of my hands, eat out of my hands, and then you turn into like some kind of Controlling. well you turn into like a scary serial killer type yeah you yeah, you're, you're, you're immediately like
0: immediately intimate, which is scary
1: yeah. yeah, you're like, come to me i have I have treats and you're like <laughs> it's a bit Hansel and Gretel and a little bit scary I know you can't
2: see it, but there's a lot of wiggly there's like, a lot of wiggly, wiggly hands. hands going on. <laughs>
0: myself in a whole
1: new light so my my general rule with any any behavior or any desensitization program is i work on a process of easy challenging easy Mm -hmm. so just like dating easy challenging easy (laughs) Uh, so
2: i'm learning so much here today
1: so what we're going to do is first time you you toss the treat you might toss it say three meters away from you like you've got to work out what her safe zone is. So if her safe zone is she's like completely relaxed and comfortable at three metres away, then the first one will come three metres away. And she'll be like, yeah, I got this. It's easy. And then the next one you'll try and aim for about two and a half metres away. She's like, oh, this is a bit more challenging, but I got it. And then the next one again from three metres away. So she's back in her chill zone.
3: Right. I think the, the chill zone – the third step is the step that I've been missing. Yes, mm. and
1: ev- I think everyone does. And most trainers will encourage people to go step up, step up, step up, step up, step up and make it harder and harder and harder. Yeah. But you go Whereas,
3: two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Two steps forward, Yeah, one step absolutely. You've
1: got to have that, that release of the pressure. That's still step forward. You can still, yeah, so overall you end up moving forward, but you need to have that release of pressure. Yeah. Um, and I actually worked out this process by watching my son, who you may be hearing in the background. <laughs> uh,
3: Very well trained. When
1: he, he first went to go into a like a swimming lagoon and he mm. was scared of the water i watched what he did as a young learning individual mm. and so what he did is he took a couple of steps in the water then he came right out of the water and then next time he went in a little bit deeper and then he came all the right way out, out of the so again. it allows yeah. the brain time to process all that stress chemistry that fires off in that scary time it allows that stress chemistry to go oh that was intense but i got this I can do this. Hey, yeah, let's try that again. And then you can go again and then they have that little release. like, okay, so um, that was a little bit more intense but I got it and maybe I can go a little bit harder. But you don't let them go to that harder level. You make them go back to an easier level. So then their brain goes, this is really easy. So the analogy that I often use in this is like if you go to a PT, a personal trainer, uh, and they get you to do five push-ups, then 10 push-ups, then 15 your brain's already thinking, stress, stress, oh stress. man, I know what's coming next. Mm. <laughs> Whereas if they say do two, do five, do two, like,
3: like hell yeah, back to know, yeah. two. <laughs> do, yeah, I could two? do two. That's awesome. Two. Yeah. I like I that a lot. Five again.
1: <laughs> yeah, I could probably do five again. Yeah. yeah. And so you gradually work at her level, always working at her level. Don't. You need to be able to observe body language and I can help out with that as well. Um, But observe her body language to be chilled and relaxed as much as a Chinese Crested can be chilled and relaxed. Uh, And this is where it's difficult with different fur types and coat covers. Um, So uh, be observant of her body language and always want to aim for getting her to the chilled, relaxed version of herself. Mm. But then learning needs to work on just the edge of that. If you're always doing level one maths you know, primary school, grade one maths, Mm. and you're like 20, you're probably going to get bored with that. Yes. Yeah? So you need to get challenged, but if the challenge is too high, then the learner will give up or stress or have a negative association with that situation. But if the challenge is not hard enough, then they get bored, destructive. Yeah. Yeah. They start eating your shoes. Start eating your shoes. They start
2: eating your shoes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs)
0: I hate when I'm doing math and then I just start eating shoes. <laughs>
1: That's called a displacement behavior.
0: Yeah. Good to know. Oh, well, <laughs> thank you, Dr. Justin. <laughs> You're
1: welcome. I'm not a doctor.
0: Disclaimer. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cool. Was it's really cool. nice to have an actual expert on the show. <laughs> yeah, we than, like, do a lot of like, reading and
2: speculating and and trying to like incorporate that into what we already know, but it's it's very nice to have someone with a definitive like. I have done this I and it works. This. That is cool.
0: Thank you're you for welcome. coming.
1: Thank you. It's great to be yeah. here.
0: Yeah, so good. Oh, I'm so chuffed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Plug.
2: All of this Plug. is a we're really-
0: plugging Justin. Justin. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the flu and Popper Podcast. Play charades, which is <laughs> the worst if you're on a podcast. Very visual.
1: <laughs> um, I'm not sure what that hand gesture was meant to mean, <laughs> but. It all right. a, a
0: plug plug. Justin would you like to plug yourself sure so you can <laughs> yeah, find me find you? Uh, you
1: can find me on Facebook great at JPO Pet Coach JPO so Pet J-P-O Coach Justin Palazzo
2: and we'll link all this in the show notes as well for yeah. you guys uh,
1: so that's the best place to find me and also if you want to support the awesome work of Happy Paws Happy Hearts mm-hmm. you can head to HPHH Foundation cool or yep, Happy got Paws it. Happy Hearts <laughs> On your uh, search engine and, yep. and find them there. So they're doing amazing stuff with people with intellectual and physical disabilities. You're doing and amazing stuff. Yeah. People. Thank oh, you. Cool. So it's very cool.
0: Ah, oh, yay! Can you feel us <laughs> celebrating, you guys? This is We're such a milestone so legit. for us. <laughs> We're legit at episode fifty. I or think 40 this might actually something. be episode
2: fifty. I don't know. I can't can't, Are you guys keeping count? I think it's episode 50. So how appropriate. Thank Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) We
0: know what we're doing.
2: (laughs) At episode 50, we were like, we should probably get someone
0: really to just confirm everything. thanks for listening you guys
2: yes thank you for listening you can also find us on our socials at instagram twitter and facebook um after of course you've gone and like jpo uh pet coach Mm. um we are floof and papa podcast um and if you search us we should pop up we're also on that's not canon.com
0: thank you that's not canon for having us thank you uh also yeah come and be active on our socials fam i'm Mm. up there i'm I'm doing doing things i'm posting dogs i'm not doing it please doing it (laughs) Please post your dogs. Please send us dog photos as I requested earlier in that very formal letter. Um, yeah, that's it. That's, that's it, you it. guys. <laughs> book, book, good goodbye. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye.
2: Click. There it is. Oh my god, I was like, <laughs> don't tell me. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince.